You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas, along with the phenomenal Amy Julian, <laughs> sitting next to me, enjoying the lovely, hazy, smoke-covered day here in the Black Hills. Yeah, we have to talk to you about over-promising things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping you rise to your potential, Amy. Oh, there you go. I, There's I'm, always hope. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a baby, a newborn baby. Like, they're, they're, only, they're so little. But then you put them in like three month clothes, and the next thing you know, they're growing and then growing and, and then, then growing. growing. It's like that. I'm just, I'm giving you tidbits to grow upon. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Very inspiring tidbits. <laughs> but they're not by any means stretches of the imagination. They're all things you're <laughs> capable of. So. Well, we are here live in the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, but we have Christina Lahr on the phone with us uh, from the Diocese of Fargo. And Christina, um, she is the assistant editor of New Earth. And for those listeners who do not know what that is, that is the Fargo Diocese News Magazine. The magazine. Yeah. I was looking for the right word. So good morning, Christina, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Well, before we get into your book review for us, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, aside from the assistant editor of The New Earth that I already spilled to, go to everybody? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you already got a good start on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I live in Fargo. I've been here for about seven years. I'm originally from Stock Center, Minnesota. So that's right in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I work, yeah, I work for the Diocese of Fargo, and it's a... Uh, been, it's, been a, it's been a great pleasure to be there and to do the good work there. Yeah, so you had, um, in the New Earth July-August edition, you had a book review about the only plane in the sky. And the article that you wrote up for this book review, very beautiful article, but I think I'd like to start with what your experiences in 9-11, how old were you, where were you, and what, what were your you thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was, so I was 11 years old. Um, I remember I was, I was on the bus on the way to school and there was, uh, there's, a, there's always the, the little news jingle that would come up whenever they're about to start the 8 a.m. news. And me and one of my friends, we would always sing the jingle. It was just one of our, one of our Thanks. little things that we did every day. <laughs> and, um, so we were all geared up for it, and every we would sing the jingle, and then we would follow up with our own news of what's going on in our school and our lives. <laughs> Wonderful. Because we don't actually, we don't really care what's going on in the actual news. It's boring. So, but I remember this particular day um, on 9-11 that they, they cut the jingle short, and they said, a plane hit the World Trade Center. And I remember thinking, why would you cut the jingle for that? Like, I have no, we, we don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the World Trade Center is. New York might as well be on another planet, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, it's like, okay, and that, they're, they're talking about about that, and we get off the bus, we get to school, and um, and the TVs were on, which is weird. And there were a couple of teachers that were in my classroom, which is also kind of, it's weird when another teacher is in the classroom, mm, other than right. your normal teacher. It's like, oh, why, you know, why is so-and-so here, too? And um, I remember they were watching the TV, and they were all a little, you know, just, kind of freaked out what's going on. No one knows what's going on. And 
So, I mean, it's, it's happening, but it's also, it still feels very, it's all very distant. Because I remember thinking, like, when they said that a plane hit the World Trade Center, like, well, that's, that's dumb. Who would do that, you know? Because it, ne- it didn't really occur to me that, that that would be on purpose, that someone would have, you know, attacked, the, attacked us, right? Right. So, um, yeah, so it, I think just that whole day was sort of a blur. Like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't know what this, what this means. I still don't, you know, the World Trade Center, what is that, you know? Um, and it really wasn't until uh, just the, the coming days where the news, the, watching the news and listening to people, it's like, we're still talking about this. This is a really big deal. We've never yeah. just fixated on one thing for so long. Um, and I, I remember thinking at one point, they would show the, the, the news reels, you know, they would show that iconic um, image of the two towers, uh, burning, and then um, also as as the months went on, the, the cleanup and what what right. everybody's doing to help um, help all that. And I remember thinking, oh, they keep showing the same footage over and over again. I don't know if it was my mom or my dad saying, like, no, that's still what it looks like. It's it's still burning. It's still on fire. Two months later, you know, even longer than that, three months even. And I'm just like, wow, that's. That's crazy, you know, how just massive those buildings were. Because, um, I mean, I had never I had never been to New York or a big city. Yeah. I don't know how, mm-hmm. just how huge those buildings can be. So, um, Well, and even at 11 yeah. years old, the concept of the, a, a skyscraper being, you know, on fire and, and doing their, you know, that type of a reaction is I, I, mind-boggling for an adult, but I, I can't imagine how it was for an 11-year-old trying to process this. Right. And just, I mean, just the idea of that, like, someone would have attacked the U.S. was just bizarre. Because yeah. to me, wars were, like, ancient history, you know? Yeah. Um, like, and oh, no that, one that comes to America to do those things. No one does that in America. Right. Right. Right, that too. That it's just like, oh, that those those things happen elsewhere. They don't happen here. Yeah, yeah. So now you were eleven years old. Obviously, you you grew up, and you have a different perception, I think, of nine eleven than say the people in New York or the people you know who were in Pennsylvania or at the Pentagon or any of those other places. And yet, here you have found a resource or a, a um, beautiful way that all of us here, even in the Midwest, even in our whole listening area, can relate to the 9-11 in this, this book. Right. Yep. The, the, the uh, only plane in the sky, uh, that was recommended to me by a couple friends. And so it's, it's an oral history. So it means that it, it takes the interviews from just all kinds of people, people that were um, the emergency personnel, um, the firefighters, reporters, um, like anybody who was just in New York witnessing it, uh, anyone who was working with President Bush um, and Vice President Cheney, and just tons and tons of people who witnessed this firsthand. And it really is just, it's, it's, incre- it's an incredible book, very well-researched, um, hard to read, obviously, at times, mm-hmm. but um, because it, it almost feels like you're, as you're reading it, that you're experiencing what's happening in real time, but you can actually mm. sort of process it happen because you, like, now we actually know what happened. Um, right. But the, but when you see all of the, all of these interviews 
like kind of compile together telling this this story um it gives you this this snapshot of humanity in in crisis and dealing with tragedy and it's just it's really just fascinating um and so i I highly recommend this book and like i said it is hard to read um and can be disturbing at times but it really just it really paints the picture of what was this day and what, what what does this mean for us you know moving forward too um so yeah, the only plane in the sky, and that's by Garrett Graff. Okay. Now, what age group would you feel is appropriate for this book? Would I hand this book to my my twelve year old son? Uh, probably not. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's hard for me to say exactly. I mean, you'd have to know, yeah. you know, your own own teenagers to know what they would be. Um, how they would react. But I, I mean, I would say more adult than teenager. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I guess I, I, it's hard for me to say exactly. I mean, cause like, yeah. for the most part, it, it you know, it's, there's only just like a couple of those interviews that's like, Oh, that's, that's heart wrenching. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, or that's, you know, that's, it hits you pretty hard, but um, yeah, yeah so I, 12, 12 would be too young for sure. I would say more 16 older. Okay. And I was also thinking it might be something that you could um, read with your children rather than handing it to them, you know, that you, and then you could skip over maybe the ones that were a little bit um, too much. But I, I love the way you paint the picture of this book in your review in the magazine, uh, because it kind of sounded like instead of watching a documentary where they cut to cut in and out of snippets of different people's stories, you know, it's like that documentary, but in written form. So you can just kind of, you know, read over it at your right. leisure and, and jump in and out of these different people's stories as the whole story is moving forward. Right, for sure. And yeah, I mean, what I what I really appreciate about it is that you, you get the history, you get the what happened when and how and those sorts of things. But more than that, you get, you know, just the, the human reaction. And I think that's even more fascinating um, to see to see all of that. So, yeah, and it's also they have, they do a good job of being very like diverse and all every you know everyone who's involved. And you know, like I said before, um, the for the mercy personnel and the teachers and whoever else was all involved. Um, but I also, there's a couple of them where they show um, where, you know, people are calling out to God to help with this situation and how, mm-hmm. just how, uh, gosh, I don't even know how to say that, how real that is. I mean, of course, people would be doing that. You know, I think, I think that's just such a natural part of mm-hmm. our humanity that we would just like why, why is this happening? God help us! And so you see that in the in there too, and it, it, it's just painted very well of that that being a part of of the of the situation as well. So one of the things that you mentioned in your article in the New Earth is that there are several instances where the Catholic Church is present in in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of mm-hmm. of nine eleven. And I think that is something that, I mean, especially here on Real Presence Live, that that is a, a point that we should probably bring out, that the Catholic Church was, had, was present. There was... And always is. And always is. And so it, I'm glad that you pointed that out in your article. It made me go, oh, I really, I really want to read the book now. I want to see where, <laughs> where it comes through. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, one of those particular stories, there was a, a Catholic Church that's, you know, relatively nearby, and there were some of the firefighters that were 
helping out and they just needed to sit down for a second, you know, and, um, and it's, it's very, obviously it's, it's, you know, things are on fire. It's very smoky. I mean, they, they talk about there being just a, you know, foot of debris and, and just, uh, uh, what do you, just like, ash. not, not sand, but ash. Yeah. And just really fine material, um, that, that they're brushing through. And so, you know, they, they just go into the church just to kind of clean up their face a little bit. And so there was somebody who, they cleaned their face with holy water because all that was there. And then like, there's a priest there, and he thought he was going to be in trouble for using the holy water. And, <laughs> and you know, the priest was like, no, this this is for you. You know, this, <laughs> do what you got to do. So, right. um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, so it's just, it's great to see those little snippets of, yeah. you know. And I, there's also, yeah, Father Michael Judge, who people may know. I know he's, he's been, um, I've, I've seen his name before, and um, all the the heroics that he did that he went into yeah. the into the the buildings to mm-hmm. um, yeah. to help and uh, gave his life there. So um, yeah, just a really great witness and yeah, incredible. I mean, it's and you you talk to you have to talk to me about my experience and with nine eleven. It's like, well, it's, you know, really, I had such a distant experience, you know, right. and so it's so it's great to see the experience of people who were who were really in it and really were affected and you know obviously you know super just tragic for them because they knew tons of people that that died that day and um you know and our they they see that you know ground zero you know it's it's still there in their city you know every day and you know just it's 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 almost an honor to like just enter into that to be part of that you know of that uh hardship and to mm-hmm. Come can with you, that. So. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us the name of the book again and the author? Yes, it's The Only Plane in the Sky by Garrett Graff. All right. And that is an oral history of 9-11. Well, as we're coming up um, on this break, I'd just like to say thank you, Christina, for taking time out of your morning to share with us this beautiful resource of um, 9-11, especially with the 20th anniversary coming tomorrow. So thank you. Um, We appreciate that you um, took the time to research this and to share with us um, all these encouraging tidbits and, and information that, you know, Christ was there and and even if it was a tragedy, look where the blessings have come. So, thank right. you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to hear what's on Amy's mind and what's going on in the diocese, according to Dangerous Amy Julian. Subject. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving her 15 minutes, guys. This is tune tune back in. <laughs> All right, well, stay with us. We'll be right back here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 